Welcome into another episode of Prime Time Titans. Great to be back with the crew this morning. We have a good old time just talking about round two, if you will, of the Titans free agents uh, period. I say round two just because the first round was kind of clear. We focused on signing our own guys, maybe a couple of others, but hey, we got a big trade with Robert Woods. We talk about that. And we do our annual tribute to uh, Titans players who will no longer be with the team, kind of do a brief synopsis of their career here and what they meant to the Titans organization. And then we talk a little bit about some of the other trades and acquisitions around the NFL, especially within our division. We give a little bit of an outlook on where we currently think the Titans stand in terms of where we stack up in the division and uh, what we think is going to the season's really going to come down to. Surprise, surprise, Ryan Tannehill gets mentioned a lot. And then finally, uh, we spent about three or four minutes talking just about the draft, about where the Titans' positional needs are currently. We'll have a, a much bigger, uh, more full draft breakdown for you guys before the draft actually starts in April. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll have our, our resident draft expert kind of lead the charge there, uh, JG. So um, without further ado, who's somebody that I haven't said yet, guys? Please welcome in the Lumineers. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on Alright, here we go. Primetime Titans. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. We got the whole band back together. Um, we had a couple episodes last week because of, uh, you know, Pettit and I did a recording and then we I did a solo emergency pod felt that was necessary honestly since then you did a pretty good job thank you since then there honestly have been some things that would kind of be worth uh well maybe not as big as the julio releasing but we did have some things that have happened so we want to we want to talk about those give you an update for uh what's happened since we last talked like we said you got to watch out because in the off season with john robinson you never know what's going to happen and uh, I would say from last week to this week, overall, just a initial ask, I would say, y'all, are y'all pleased? I'm pleased. I'm feeling yeah, pretty good feeling about it. feeling a ton better. Yeah, a ton better, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but with, um, with that, I also, I know maybe since last week, we've, we're feeling a ton better. But Robert, I, since you're back, um, welcome back, uh, first of all. Thank Second. You. Um, how are you doing <laughs> with what's your status on Tannehill and your feeling about the Titans at this point? Because oh, I thought you were going to go. Been, I thought you were going a different direction. No, I it's thought, still been doom and gloom a little bit. I don't know if you're. Well, I thought you were going to ask about or, my March Madness. Well, yeah, I didn't really want to bring that up personally because I didn't want you to then ask me about the balls because <laughs> yeah, the balls and the Tigers just yeah. the SEC in general just looked horrible. Yeah, um, I. Would say, um, you know, I'm still, I'm still not necessarily on board with Tannehill in terms of like 
if I could choose 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, I don't think he'd be one of the 10. <laughs> but at the same time, I do realize he's the best we've got, and I'd prefer him over Matt Ryan to the Colts. I w- interesting. I actually thought you were going to say the other. No, uh, I'd rather have Tannehill than Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan's past his prime. Um, so, and you know. Is Tannehill not past his prime? I don't know what Tannehill's prime is. <laughs> I don't know. Twenty twenty. <laughs> it's uh, it's a necessary evil. I I think I'm just good. I'm just content to be frustrated at that position for the next twelve months. So you're you're moving on from letting that. I hope we draft a quarterback. Back. I really hope we draft a quarterback. First round. If one of the big guys falls to us, then yes. But one of the big guys being. Um, I think, um, like, what, Kenny Pickett? Malik Willis? Malik, I mean, maybe. I don't know. It, I'm and not I'm not sitting like here Desmond watching Ritter. film. I'm not watching a lot of film of the quarterbacks right now. So I, tr- I, I trust John Robinson. I just hope we draft a quarterback that At some point. isn't in the seventh round. I don't want yeah, a Cole okay. McDonald. I want a guy that... You don't that, want a Luke Falk. Right, uh, a, guy that, a guy they think they can kind of groom that could potentially take over next year if he shows some good stuff in practice. Like, I, gotcha. I just... I think you got to draft a quarterback this year. But yeah. I don't know. I'm just so frustrated about the playoffs. It's hard to be mm-hmm. in on Tannehill. Yeah. All right, well, we're just going to we're going to go ahead and get into it. Uh we're going to talk a little bit about things that have happened around the league, which honestly a lot of it relates to the AFC and the AFC South um with what's happened recently. We're going to transition into uh you know, players that have gone doing our player tributes like we said we would do. Um, in the last week's episode, we'd said we'd do that this week. Um, and then also talk about some of the moves that we've made, uh, whether we've kept more people or re-signed people. First, I want to talk about the NFL. So Deshaun Watson is now on the Browns. Texans received a ton of draft picks from that, so we'll see what they do there. What y'all? Um, what y'all think about that? I mean, I don't know. He is... He's on the move to a. I mean, you got to say they're leg, like a legit contender again, I guess, with their roster. Who's going to throw the ball to? Uh, well, he, they have Amari Cooper. They traded. Oh yeah, I forgot about so, him. So, and the Amari Cooper trade, when you look back at that, they they only had to trade a fifth round pick to get him, and I think they got a pick in return as well. So, just even more the Julio trade kind of just it's it's tough. But yeah, moving on, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, so he, I mean, there was a report that Odell would maybe be be open to re-signing with them just because. And uh, my boss actually, Rob, uh, a guest before on the program. Friend of the fan, pod. Friend of the pod. He made a good point that Deshaun's probably going to recruit Will Fuller to sign there maybe on like a one-year deal. Because, hmm. I mean – like think about it. Maybe Will Fuller was thinking he was going to go to the Dolphins, and Deshaun would be there with him. So that's why he signed with the Dolphins for a year. Who knows? Hmm. But that they'll be good. I mean, that's big for the league, uh, for especially the AFC. Pettit, we were talking last week about how Tannehill is just going down he's more and dropping more down in the, the ranks, totem pole. Which Deshaun was already in the AFC, but for him to now stay in, and it. he's playing now. Yeah, and he's playing now. And we then, don't know yet. He could be well. That's true. Suspended. That Which, is true. Again, two hundred thirty million guaranteed. So if the lawsuit, no matter how like anything happens, if he does anything, if he gets hurt, 
if he gets charged with anything, he gets paid. That might be the most Browns thing of all time if he never plays a snap because yeah. he like goes to jail or something. Yeah. I mean, the Texans and the Browns were the ones that were dealing between Brock Osweiler back in the day, just handsomely paying. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Well, and then, now, <laughs> now they can't move Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's got no suitors. They can't give him away. So yeah. I would. They might have two quarterbacks on their roster. Just cut them. I wonder what their cap space is. I don't know, but Deshaun Watson's well. His base salary this year is a million dollars. I don't know if y'all saw that, but yeah, it, it's it's a little it's it's tough, uh, and it sucks for Deshaun to stay in the AFC. I thought he was going to go to the NFC. Um, Devonte Adams also comes to the AFC, uh, gets traded to the Raiders. That one was the Raiders. Um, and then yesterday, Matt Ryan, or Monday, it was. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday morning. Monday, he. Matt Ryan was traded to the Colts for just a third round pick. Um, but the Colts don't I, have a second, or they don't have a first. I don't think they have a first. They have a second. They don't have a first. I think they traded away the second. I think. Okay. No, they traded. They they traded away their first for Carson Wentz. Yeah. Because he ended up playing more than seventy. It ended of the up snaps. becoming a first. It was a yeah. first. Yeah. Um. So the Colts now have Matt Ryan. I don't know about y'all, but I feel like Matt Ryan's going to do better for them than Carson Wentz. Yeah, I think it's an improvement for them. But. I don't know. I've got a bunch of Falcons buddies just from college. We're all in a group text, and they've been on, they've been done with Matt Ryan for about two years. Yeah, but it's still an improvement from Carson Wentz. I just The thing about Matt Ryan is, besides his little bit of a little stretch of time in his career, he's not really like – it sounds bad, but he's not really a winner. Like You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. He, I mean, he blew it. He's a great quarterback. He gets a lot of yards. He scores a lot of points, does well in offense, kind of like Kirk Cousins almost, where it's like your stats are pretty good, but you don't really win games. Yeah, totally agree. I, I would. That's a great comparison is Kirk Cousins. And I'm not – let me just say this. I'm not more worried about the Colts than I was if Carson Wentz was under center or less worried. I'm, I just I'm – I'm a little more worried just because I think the situation there is a lot better than – the Falcons the past few years. I mean, I know Who's he, he had, to throw to. I know yeah. Well, I mean, Michael Pittman is is a solid option, but other than that, yeah. I mean, he's he's obviously he can keep handing the ball off to Jonathan uh, Taylor. A big but, difference also is that Carson Wentz will lose you games like he did last yeah, season. That's true. I don't think Matt Ryan will quite do that. But we like Matt Ryan's pretty old. We can we can put pre- our front four is that's good true. enough. We can put pressure on him and give him some fits. I mean, I've seen a ton of. Mm-hmm. It's it honestly is kind of hilarious seeing Matt Ryan when he's under pressure he just <laughs> yeah <laughs> he looks yeah like you're right playing duck out there and Carson Wentz was a lot more mobile yeah and harder to tackle Even with That's broken true. ankles yeah and so <laughs> that might be a great comparison is, my, is Matt Ryan is Carson Wentz with broken ankles a little bit of a worry a little bit of a worry and this is me still just being worried because of the name because we've seen firsthand maybe he's not as good as he was but what if Julio signs there? Not worried one bit. Not worried yeah. one bit about where Julio goes. I think he would play again fifty percent of the season. But I do think well, maybe one of those games would be against the Titans and he'd pop off. But yeah, yeah. he would just like ball out when he plays us. His hamstrings would be magically healed, uh, and maybe it's maybe the Colts hamstring guy is a lot better than the Titans hamstring guy. It is. So I'm just because of that name and that connection, 
I immediately went to thinking Julio was going to end up being a Colt, and I kind of just got a little down. Speaking of Julio, though, um, trying to kind of transitioning into the Titans, what did y'all think of the release of Julio? I know I I gave my thoughts, but I wanted to get quick thoughts from y'all. I think it was the right decision at the time, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, and plain and simple. I think the process was right. When you have a chance to sign a Hall of Fame wide receiver, you do it. Trade for a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Yeah, trade for a Hall of Fame wide receiver. And even at the time, I didn't think, you know, we didn't give up a first round pick. And, you know, one of these days we're going to hit on a first round pick. I guess we have uh, Jeffrey Simmons. But, um, and we'll see from this year with Caleb Farley. That's true. Mark my words. Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. It sucks. Hall of Fame wide receivers come to Tennessee to die is is the trend. So it has was has Andre Johnson is he the best Hall of Fame wide receiver to come here? He at least had a game winning touchdown. Like the best performer? Yeah, yeah, for the Titans. Yeah. He's the he's the worst career of the three, but he's the best one at the Titans. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Julio had a good little Julio had a crazy play. He I'll give him credit. He played decently well in the playoff game. Yeah. I, I mean I think that gave me hope, and that's I think that's why. Yeah. I'm the thing a about sad. those, if Julio was healthy all season, we look at this. He we he's a titan still. Yeah, agreed. Oh yeah. I even if, even if he didn't even produce that much during like most of his games, like just the attention you bring and just being on the field. Hundred percent. I also think Vrabel Vrabel can't. I, I get the impression that that probably drove Vrabel crazy. Yeah. You know. You're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. Are you really hurt? What's going on? And I think earlier in the year we thought maybe that the coaching staff was the one doing it, but I don't know. It seems like they just kind of got fed up with you're either going to play or you're not. Like you're either here or you're hurt. Like stop, stop with all this back and forth stuff. And I don't know. It just, uh, it stinks. It didn't work out. Would have loved for it to work out, but yeah, it didn't. It definitely stinks, and I think, I think for the most part, the general sense of it is, it was fine at the time, and like, yeah, you can in hindsight, you can look back and be like, dang, wasn't worth a second round pick. I hate that, but at the time when we did it, it looked like, oh, that's all we got to do to get him. Sweet, yeah. So, I will stinks. say before the trade, we did a lot of us. Titans fans said we didn't want to do it because we didn't want to hurt wa- well, I remember we wide did receiver. That and then where I was fighting for him and y'all didn't want him. And we we didn't want him. And then he came here and we all got on board. It was like, all right, we're gonna obviously get on board because it's Julio. Like we we're pumped he's here. But it sucks that maybe maybe we were right. Who would have thought the twenty twenty one season? <laughs> How would we know? We would no, have no idea. The Titans had Julio Jones and Adrian I, Peterson I, on the I team. still respect the risk that the Titans take on getting players like that, like it's again, Agreed. kind of like getting a Zach Cunningham where it's like, you know, we did that for Zach Cunningham and it looks like it's paying off. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It might not work on the big name, like a Julio Jones, um, where it's like an offense and like, it's going to get you from a medium market to like a large market kind of team for a little while. You know what I mean? But Zach Cunningham is a player that's going to be a Titan, I think for a while. And he's going to yeah. be very good. Well, and we, I mean, we we saw it over the weekend. We've we've tried it again, and we'll get to that. But first, and it, and it real quick to your point, Pettit, it keeps the fan ga- the fan base engaged, and it shows that they really want to win, and that they're smart 
as an organization, like yeah. things that we all know, it just, you know, you go back and look at it, it's just reinforced that, hey, it didn't work out. You can't hit a home run every single time on these trades or these uh, these mm-hmm. signings. But I'm just glad we're doing something. Yeah. I mean, think about all the years where we would, our big splash acquisition was Doriel Green Beckham in the offseason. <laughs> like, for a second, like that was our second round pick. It just. That's true. We didn't make any offseason moves. We never made offseason moves. So I'm just thankful that we're mixing it up and at yep. least like swinging for something that if it works out, you could win you a Super Bowl. Yep. Okay. So a little, we're going to do some tributes from for some players that have gone. Um, do any of y'all have uh, a, someone you want to start with? Anyone fresh on your mind thinking you're, you're really going to miss them? I mean, I know for me, I kind of want to start out with Deontay Foreman, okay. if you all don't mind. Go for it. Uh, he's now at the Panthers. Um, message to you, Deontay Foreman. Thank you for all that you did for us. Really appreciate it. In a time where we needed you most, and we thought we had it in Adrian Peterson, it was actually you that stepped up. <laughs> <laughs> and you turned out to be a really fun player. Uh few runs here and there we thought you could break and make it you know turn it into a touchdown but we're happy that you were a titan we're glad that um you could play down the stretch and end up getting a a contract with another team uh go get go get your money maybe maybe next year christian mccaffrey gets hurt and you have to take over again probably and uh yeah we'll see what happens but but definitely um definitely thank you from all titans fans we just we, we we were in a vulnerable spot. We were low after the Derrick Henry news, and you stepped up. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. We love you, Foreman. We love you, Foreman. <laughs> and we'll see. You'll if, always be our George. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if so Jordan bad. Wilkins, who we just signed to about a million dollar contract, can take a, take on the Foreman role and Hilliard. Yeah. So true. Uh, I'll have to. Give a, a a tandem shout out here to Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans. I know they they left after this year. They're leaving. We don't and, know where they're um, going to go yet. We don't know where they're going. Apparently, Rashawn Evans is visiting the Jaguars, which would be classic <laughs> Jaguars. Um, but they provided three years of pretty good linebacker play, and thank Jayon was four, five. Yeah, and I mean, thank thankfully. We've gotten to the point as an organization where we're, you know, drafting guys that develop and then replace, you know, the players who are already starting. So we're, in a sense, like improving and getting better at the position. Um, but, you know, especially during that, the Mariota years, as we were going to the playoffs for the first time, you know, Jayon and Rashawn, they provided a solid second unit back there. I remember Jayon's strip. Uh, strip sack of, I guess it was, was it Andrew Luck? When we were, it was it was in in Nissan Stadium when we had to win the game to go to the playoffs. It might have been. It was either. It might have been an interception. That he, he picked took. it off. You're right. But then he, oh, then he had a fumble that he stripped it. Yeah. And then he went and dove on. It. He had a big game. He was like our, he was our best player that game. He was. You know, who didn't play that game. Mariota. Mariota. Yeah. We'll never forget. And then Rashawn Evans, uh, you know, and against the Patriots, just looking like a cheetah out there jumping over the line and making the couple goal line stands. That Rashawn Evans, everyone just 
hung on to. Yes, for for, for any kind of hope. Yeah. <laughs> but tribute to those guys, you know. Now I'm excited if he goes to the Jags and Derrick Henry running against him. <laughs> That'd be cool. Listen, I I that loved would be a bloodbath. I loved Rashawn Evans. I think a lot more than a lot of Titans fans, and I'll never I'll I'll, I'll uh. I don't know. I never really wanted to get upset with him because I wanted to really like him. So I'd, I'll let um, let's call, I'll let other. That's called you fans. being biased. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that tends to happen sometimes. <laughs> All right. My uh, tribute is to Roger Saffold, a man from uh, Bedford, Ohio, six five, <laughs> three hundred twenty five pounds. Went to Indiana. Second, second round draft pick. Went to the Rams. It's a big Sorry. old Yeah, man. drafted by the Rams, then came to the Titans on a four-year deal, and then got <laughs> cut by the Titans. Um, yeah, no, he was great, and he was a, he's a tough guy. And he helped Derrick Henry so much in Derrick Henry's career. To, I mean, he got him to a 2,000-yard rusher. Yeah. And he was one of the core guys on our offensive line. And so it's going to be sad to watch him go. He was a, he was a great player. He was. And he, was, and he was someone he's you now know, with the Bills, and it was one of those like. I mean, we kind of saw it coming. I think his body kind of failed him a little bit. Yeah, he just kept having shoulder injuries, and been he, battling um, that for like two years. I feel like he took a lot of a lot of crap when he first came to the Titans. He had a, he did the O line kind of struggled at the beginning, and I remember him tweeting out being like, "I uh, like why am I getting crap when like we're playing bad like this?" <laughs> yeah, and, he like, was getting he was very heated at Titans fans. And I remember specifically being like, that game, with the game he got mad at, I was like, I didn't really feel like it was his fault. It was kind of all the other yeah. O-linemen's fault. And then it was kind of like a Malcolm Butler turnaround by the second half of that season. He started crushing it. Yeah. yeah. And then ever since then, he's been very good. And we'll see him again this next season when we play the Bills. Yep. Um, I want to give a – I want to give the Julio Jones tribute. And just quickly, um, just a year – like we said, we've talked about the trade. Um, we really hope that you have, you know, maybe you can have a, a fine career somewhere else. Maybe go to the Packers. Go back to the NFC. Don't go to the Colts. Don't do that to my heart. I would I would not appreciate that. But maybe your hamstrings get better. And uh, selfishly, I don't want you to do better than you did at the Titans somewhere else. But, yeah. I'm glad that we can say Julio was a Titan at least for a year. So there's my Julio tribute. I'm going to refrain from <laughs> commenting on a Julio tribute, but I will give a quick shout-out because it was a quick stint with the Titans, but I would say a successful one overall, Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins. He held down that corner position and was a lot better than Adoree or Malcolm Butler last yeah. year. Um, and hopefully he taught Caleb Farley a thing or two. Um, hopefully Caleb Farley can be healthy this year. We touched on it a little bit earlier, but Janoris, you know, he just brought some intensity. I think it was clear he was a 32 or 33 year old corner, which is probably why we moved on from him. But, you know, he gave a solid corner play and, um, kind of allowed Christian Fulton to step up and become that number one corner. And Janoris played pretty well as a number two corner, I'd say. Yep. And uh, the next guy I'm going to give a shout-out to is um, Kari Blassingame. Mm. He's a great fullback. He's a Vanderbilt grad. 
Actually, I assume he graduated. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. He went there, at least. Um, he was a great fullback. He was with the Titans, what, for three years or so? Yep. Um, Got him from the on and off Vikings the team a little bit. practice squad. Yeah. And tough dude. Just big physical guy. He did have a pretty bad drop there in the playoff game. Yeah, he did. But we forgive him a little bit. <laughs> so and uh, we have the best for him to on, at another team, hopefully. I don't think he's been picked up yet. Yeah, he's, he's at the Bears. Oh. Yep. He's at the Bears. Not a great show. It was announced. Didn't do my research. No, it was announced like just yesterday. So, um, but joining him at the Bears as well, Darrington Evans. Uh, what could have been? That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I, I really do. Uh, we don't even know what could have been. That's yeah, well, the thing. I mean, he scored a touchdown against the Lions <laughs> in a preseason game. No, he finally got he got yeah. a touchdown against the oh, Lions. Right. I really do hope the best for him. He's oh, a I hope really, sure. really good I hope, guy. I hope the best for him. I remember. Him. I think it was his first week where he's coming back last season. He got engaged and baptized and was about to play his first time <laughs> that season all in the same week, and then got hurt that game immediately. <laughs> I was like, dang, I was rooting for him. No, I'm just I'm just saying I don't we'd have no idea what could have been yeah. because we never saw him healthy. We don't know. I hope he's not a superstar, but I hope you're still a good running back in the league. Yeah. I gotta give a shout out to Ola Daney. Not definite that he's not coming back. I mean we I guess we theoretically could still sign him, but with our cap space it might be tough. He was a great third string or number three pass rusher for us this year and special yeah. teams guy. He nearly he he's the one who had the sack against Russell Wilson in overtime. Yeah. Uh this yeah. past year that we almost thought was a safety. Totally. He game. brought some energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um one last one as well, Anthony Ferkser. Oh yeah. We mm-hmm. don't know if he's gonna be back or not yet. Um but I'll never forget that third down catch he got against the Patriots. It was like third and eight on one of the last drives and we needed to keep Keep going down the field, waste a little more clock, and yep. he got that first down. He also had that touchdown in the playoffs. The yeah, the touchdown against the Patriots as well. Yeah, Basically, that game. Patriots game. Um, it was a great season. Couldn't for be him. a couldn't be a tight end one. He just could. He could not be a tight end one. He had a pretty epic touchdown uh, last season when um, the Dolphins game. Hilliard fumbled it into the end zone. Oh, that's for, right. In the Texans game. <laughs> <laughs> really, really great play by him. <laughs> but I think if if he's willing to come back on like a similar. Small contract. He's he would he would be in his perfect role again. exactly. That's he doesn't have thinking. to block. He's not the tight end one. Austin Hooper's tight end one, which uh, I haven't even talked he's about. He's tight yet. end three because Jeff Swain. Jeff Swain <laughs> is not tight end one. Please, yeah. <laughs> um, but like you said, that's his, that's his perfect role. Yeah. So maybe Definitely. he comes back. So uh, before one last one. Yeah, one last one. One last tribute. Uh, I've got it. I know who it is. Mm, Dane Crookshank. No, because I think I think he's coming back. Okay, but if he doesn't, I would love for him to come back. If he doesn't, Batson. Nope. Marcus Johnson. Are ficking kicking? Oh my gosh! (laughs) Ficking what could that was also well. That's what could have been on the on the wordplay. Too bad we had to find uh, Fat Randy (laughs) and keep him. Sam Ficking, our kicker, who was great for like all off season and the pre pre preseason, and then he. What he tears hip? I don't even know. What was just, the what was the joke you would always make? Uh, make the thick and field goal. The thick and field goal. Oh, yeah. that would have been fun. <laughs> but yeah, there are there are guys like Cam Batson, Dane Crookshank, uh, Michael Pruitt, Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson. Those guys. Shout out those guys. They Avery Josie contributed at random times. I'm I'm we'll hoping Marcus Johnson stays. Yeah, I I mean at this point I would like him Chester Rogers on the roster. 
I'm not, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. But moving on to guys that we've either kept or added since the last time we talked. Um, I believe since the last time we talked, we've uh, re-signed Randy Bullock. We've re-signed Dontrell Hilliard. We signed Trenton Cannon, a running back from – he's kind of been all over the place, but he's like a running back slash kick returner, punt returner, uh, special teams guy. Um, we signed Austin Hooper. Um, we re-signed Hilliard. We signed Jordan Wilkins. Uh, and Jeff we Swain. also – Yep, Jeff Swain. We also traded for Robert Woods. Big time. Now – um, I want to talk about Robert Woods, and then I want to talk about Austin Hooper as well. Some of the other guys that we've kept, those are great. Don't know if we need to go in depth on those. But Robert Woods and Austin Hooper, I want to talk about them too. Robert Woods. So, a little background. He tore his ACL in practice for the Rams November 12th. Okay, Bud Dupree tore his when we signed Bud Dupree. He had torn his in, like, early December. So Robert Woods got a few weeks on him, on Bud Dupree, and we saw when Bud Dupree started, I remember we talked about, he was very honest with it, about he wasn't 100% ready. Yeah. Um, how, I mean, do we feel okay there? And, and a little a little um, details with it, we traded for Robert Woods for a six-round pick next year, super solid. Uh, the Rams also paid... His bonus, I think it was a signing bonus or some of $3.5 million. So he's actually only a cap hit this year of 10, which when you really get down to it with our cap, saving those $3.5 million, that can be a big deal. Could be so, a Dane Crookshank coming back. Yeah, could be. Or just resituating the cap right. as it is currently. So um, that's huge. And I would say it's great, um, maybe more of a fit in our offense than Julio was. Um, but what do y'all, I mean, what do y'all think about it? What do y'all predict for coming off the ACL injury? Um, how are y'all feeling? Uh, all I know is I love the nickname Bobby Trees. It's an incredible nickname. That's a good nickname. So what do y'all think? I think it's pretty exciting. I think, um, it's a, a little bit short term. I mean, I do think those three extra weeks on Bud Dupree, I mean, we saw the difference through Bud Dupree throughout the season where if you yeah, would have had one to three, three more weeks of you know, recovery before the season, that probably would have been huge for him. Um, so I think those three weeks could be massive on him being ready, you know, a couple of weeks in the season being almost 100%. So I'm very hopeful on that. I, And again, I was kind of reading about it a little bit. Robert Woods isn't particularly an in injury-prone guy. He has played 14 or more games almost his entire season, or his entire career, uh, every season. He has had three of five seasons at the Rams where he got over a thousand yards. So he's, he's a good player. He is 30 years old or about to turn 30 years old. So he's a little bit older, which I didn't realize he was that old. I thought he was a little bit younger than that. And then a big thing is we were talking about this before we started the episode. Um, I do think it's a pretty short term thing of Robert Woods being a Titan because his contract, his salary cap hit is 13 something this year, which I guess they bought some of it. So it's 10. The next year, it's 13.7. year after that, it's 15.7. And then the year after that, 17.5. However, after this year, we cut him and it's zero dead cap hit. So, 
to keep paying him more and him being a 34-year-old receiver getting paid $17.5 million is pr- very unlikely. And, I mean, barring him just balling out for the Titans, too. Yeah. You know, you, you don't yeah. know. He could end up being, you know, the exact answer we need to where we would keep him. But I, see, true. I definitely see what you're saying. That's true. But either way, he, I feel like he's going to have to negotiate that down because to imagine – Again, $17.5 million for a 34-year-old receiver. I mean, that's basically what we did with Julio, and that didn't turn out well. Agreed. And he's 33. So, um, yeah, I think the I'm most excited, li- though. I think the most likely scenario is they rip the contract up next year because there's, no, there's a zero cap hit. So, there's, I think players want a cap hit because if there's a zero cap hit, you kind of know you're going to get – you're expendable. So. Um, but you're exactly right. I also heard a couple of things that were interesting to me on this one, that the Rams had better offers, but they asked Robert Woods where he wanted to go, and they wanted to do right by him. And so they sent him to the Titans because he said it's a perfect scheme fit for him. I love that. Um, That's good to hear both ways. Yeah, yeah. And another thing similar in the Austin Hooper situation is Austin Hooper had better offers, but he felt – he called uh, Kevin Hogan, the third string quarterback for the Titans, because they know <laughs> each other. Best thing he's ever done for us. <laughs> and they uh, know each Kevin other. Hogan apparently just raved about Bravel and the culture, and Austin Hooper wanted to come here and spurn the better offers. Wow. So that was a, two little side notes. But um, apparently, Robert Woods' ACL injury was a very clean tear, and it wasn't messy. Like, I think Lawan's was pretty messy. And they had to go back in and do some extra work on the wands to clean it up. And maybe Dupree's, what Bud Dupree's was a little bit messier too. And so that, when I heard that, it kind of gives me a little bit of hope that maybe Robert Woods won't have as many issues as Dupree and Taylor Lewan did. Um, and then a little bit of breaking news here on this podcast 20 minutes ago, the Titans converted all of Kevin Byard's base salary into a signing bonus creating $8.7 million in cap space. Whoa. So the thinking amongst the Twitter experts is that this is just to fit Wood's contract into the cap, not necessarily so we would go into a bigger – go find a bigger deal. Um, but, you know, something that we talked about here on this podcast, that to something to look out for, that, that Kevin Byard's contract could be restructured. Uh, we did it last year with Tannehill – we restructured a lot of money with Tannehill's contract to make room for Julio. We're paying the price this year. You know, we can't move on from Tannehill because he got a $40 million cap hit. And a $40 million cap hit with, you know, the disappointment in the playoffs is definitely something that is making a lot of fans really, really frustrated. So hopefully Kevin Byard comes out and has another all-pro year. Um, and he justifies, you know, because he's going to be uh, probably a $20 million cap hit next year we're going to move that money back so um thrilled about robert woods think he's a great for just a six-round pick for just six-round pick next year too like crazy that's but it, great but it also speaks to what john robinson and Vrabel are building the fact that he wanted to come to the titans and the rams took the offer of a six-rounder when it sounds like they had better offers yeah that's incredible um i really do think you know the way he fits into the offense, he supposedly he's an amazing blocker as a wide receiver, and the you know the Rams that that is one thing as well with how the Rams did their offense and how Sean McVay was able to utilize him. I really hope Todd Downing or Tim Kelly, for that matter, will be able to 
incorporate him into the offense and give him targets, but also they ran jet sweeps a lot with him. You know, they they do some screens to him, stuff like that. So just getting the ball in his hands. Um, so we got we got two guys now in AJ Brown and Robert Woods who are definitely playmakers when they get the ball in their hands. So I have one question. Yeah. Do you have any concern or do you think there's any moves that we'll make that the problem is AJ and Robert Woods are both six feet tall. So our tallest wide receiver would be six feet tall. Like what's that's actually what, good. Nick Westbrook Ikeena. Yeah. The, well, my point is, do you think we'll go for somebody bigger? <laughs> I think we think draft somebody. I mean, if it means Drake London falls to us <laughs> and we draft him in the first round, I absolutely a little Robert Woods would be Drake London USC I do, connection. I do have an update for y'all. Uh, last week is before we traded for Robert Woods, so I'm a little worried. But I did say that if we don't draft a receiver in the first round, that I will swan dive into my pond <laughs> at my house, at my community. And my coworkers, everyone at work, they're keeping me accountable. They're <laughs> they're saying they're saying even if we trade out of the first round and still draft a receiver with our first pick, that it doesn't count because I said draft a receiver in the I first round. I think they just want to see you swan dive. Yeah. Well, there's a massive snapping turtle in that pond. So if I do that, I'm going to have to figure out where that snapping turtle is before I do it. Because this, this snapping turtle is a freaking dinosaur. And would, could probably chop my finger off. Well, I hope we draft a quarterback. So I hope you're doing a spawn dive. Maybe we'll have a video of it or something if, if we don't draft a receiver. But Robert Woods, Here's a I'm question. super pumped. If we draft a quarterback in the first round, does Tannehill threaten to leave the Titans to go host Jeopardy? No. Like Aaron Rodgers? Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Aaron Rodgers will be at Jeopardy at that point. That's true. Um, Austin Hooper, just a quick <laughs> – What? <laughs> I, was, I was joking that Aaron Rodgers is going to leave the Packers now and just retire because Devontae Adams is gone. Um, Austin Hooper, I think he's going to be amazing. I do you know, too. Yeah, like – He's gonna be it's huge. He's gonna be and like we I mean, said, amazing for us. Well, yes, he's probably he's not, not gonna, gonna be, be a like, top five tight end in the yeah, league, but no. maybe no, but he's you know, gonna top do 10. what we were missing all last season. Yeah. yeah, a third down guy. He's not gonna be. He's gonna be a good blocker. Yeah, you know, and yeah, like you said, he was definitely excited to pick the Titans and and come to the. T- I, I I think that he saw it as a great fit. You know, now and, our biggest need is O line. Yeah. To, yeah, pretty clearly, definitely, definitely. And it, the thing about and he made a comment to Austin Hooper. He was like, "Yeah, they're they're paying me. You know, they gave me that contract, and then I got there, they didn't really use me, right? Like the contract was worth. And so that to me, you know, I think that we can really get a lot out of him. I agree. And so it could be great. So I want to wrap this up um, by just talking about with the moves we've made, whether players gone, players kept, and also combining that with what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast with so much stuff happening around the league. And in the AFC, Matt Ryan of the Colts with AFC South. Um, Jags and Texans still struggling. But do we feel that the Titans have done enough in the offseason or just whether we've done enough in the offseason or not, how are we feeling about our chances? This very early, early question, but – how do you feel like the the AFC picture looks for the Titans? Can we still win the division? How are we going to do, you know, 
just sort of an uh, just an overall outlook yeah. at how we're, how we're going to do. I think we're still we should be the favorites to win the division. Still, I think you can pretty much um, put the entire <laughs> fate of our season once again on Tannehill. Um, Derek hopefully will be healthy and will be back to himself and will be giving them the ball twenty five times a game. Hopefully. We throw the ball to AJ and Robert Woods more, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if we throw the ball or we run the ball maybe twenty two times twenty twenty two times a game to Derek and throw the ball a little bit more. But what I was going with this is the entire season really comes down to how much Tannehill improves this off season. And like we talked about earlier in the off season, the reports coming out of out of the Titans camp is that Tannehill's watching the most film he's ever watched. He's pissed off. He's He's like, I'm, I've got to get better. If those are true, and he comes out, and he's a better quarterback, then we can, we should win the division, and we can, you know, maybe make a run in the playoffs. But um, I think the season for the Titans really is just going to come down to how Tannehill plays. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the team is good enough around him to win a Super Bowl, but it matters what he can do. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, I think more than ever now, more than ever. It, this comes down to Tannehill because I don't think Derrick Henry is going to be quite the same. I think he's still going to be a good running back, but I think he might be like a twelve hundred yard rusher this season, which is still wow a great. But that's that's a huge downgrade for him. Yeah. So I I think that this is really going to come down to Tannehill and the O line. It depends on how much we can really improve there. I think those are two big things because I think the defense is going to be ready to go again, if not better. I think some players are going to step up and be even better this year than last year. Yeah. But, yeah, Tannehill's really got to step up his game. I mean, he's got A.J. and Robert Woods around him, and then he's got Austin Hooper now, which I think is going to be a huge go-to player for nice him. Nice little insurance. Yeah. yeah. You could even <laughs> – I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. You may You can make the case that his skill position players are better this year than they were last year, considering – Even fully healthy. You're saying. Well, I'm saying considering we now know that Julio was a shell of himself and yeah. our tight ends weren't anything really to help him like out. Like going yeah. into the season, you would have never said that. Yeah, going into the season, you think Julio, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, this is the best skill position we're ever going to have. Yeah. But now with A.J. Brown in his fourth year mm-hmm. and Austin Hooper and Robert Woods and Derrick Henry – I think you could honestly make the argument that those and players Drake gonna, London first round <laughs> and that those players are going to work out better together. It just seems like they're better scheme fit. Yeah. I don't really foresee them having this topsy turvy on and off year like Julio did. Yeah, man, I I think that it's tough to look at what else is happening in the AFC and and not get a little worried, um, especially with the whole Tannehill situation looming. But I, I really do think that I do like the moves we've made. I mean, I will say last week when, you know, with the Julio news, I knew we were going to do something. I knew John Robinson wasn't just going to sit around, but I was a little worried. I didn't know where that something, you know, what that something was going to be. And considering that was signing Austin Hooper and trading for Robert Woods, only a six-round pick next year for him, I'm very excited. And I think that, you know – in terms of the flash and the names and stuff like that, like, yeah, I mean, we still got some play, great playmaking names, but there's still some analysts out there that just do not care about us. 
which is great. Maybe that's going to be better this year. No one, no one cares about us. We do better. But when it comes down to it, Mike Vrabel's our coach, and he won. He, he's coming off a coach of the year uh, season, and I don't know. I think as long as we got him as coach and John Robinson's our GM, I think we can do anything. So, that's a other. That's a really good point. What, what happens if we don't have ninety one injuries last year? Yeah, do we win more games? I mean, we already won the one seed. Like, what else? Yeah. So I'm, I'm get wondering one more win under our belt. Who knows? This year, you know, if we have a similar team that goes out there, do we win more than more games? And I think it. A lot of it is going to come down to our defense, and our defense, for the most part, we're going to see a lot of the same players out there, and players that are you know healthier yeah. than they than they were last year. So I, I'm still really excited, and I'm I'm definitely pumped for this free agency uh you know what's happened the last couple weeks and i just gotta say i'm really excited to get ready for the draft yeah so tell us tell us your your plan this year i know last year you were into every single mock draft you made your own mock draft did you hit on any of our picks last year i don't maybe well some i would say we'd pick caleb farley in the first round so yeah okay uh other than that Absolutely not. I will <laughs> definitely do more mock drafts this year. You know what you should um, do is do like a positional, like maybe not a player, but you say, I think we're going to draft this type of player at some point in the draft, and then you could yeah. have a better hit rate. Yeah, that's true. Um, might do that. But, yeah, we, uh, we're we definitely going to start getting into draft talk. Um, I don't know. I'm just really excited. I love the NFL draft. It's a ton of fun. And I hope the Titans take a receiver in round one. So, so. who who um, do you have any names yet of receivers you'd be happy with? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of names at the top of the you know receiver group, like Drake London from USC, Chris Olave from Ohio State, Jameson Williams from Alabama, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, Traylon Burks from Arkansas, uh, Sky Moore from I think Western Michigan. Uh, Did you say Chris Olave? Chris Olave. If Chris Olave is there at twenty six, I think we should take him. But also maybe Drake London from USC if he's still there because of his size. I just just saw a mock draft that has him going fourth to the Jets. Yeah, he's he is. It's (laughs) it's a hopeless wonder. Yeah. Okay. Here's a question. Wishful thinking is what I meant to say. Do you do you guys think we should draft an offensive lineman? It's probably leaning that way at this point. I mean, we have to at some point. I just don't know if you go first round because that hasn't gone very well. <laughs> or neither is second round. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't have well, a we don't have round. second round picks. So uh, well, third round. <laughs> I I would go third round offensive lineman. Yeah. I mean, you need somebody. You you just need more depth at least. Well, we cut Quisenberry. We signed Jamarco Jones. I don't know. I I I wouldn't be shocked if we go offensive lineman again. I wouldn't round. either cuz we are that's the only position that's we're pretty desperate right now for right. it. And I don't know what the market looks like right now. So Offensive lineman, receiver, quarterback. I would Any go, other position in the first round. See, I would go quarterback. I'm hoping we draft quarterback. I'm hoping one of the, like, Kenny Pickett or – I don't – whoever is your top quarterback on your board for the Titans, I'm hoping he drops to 26. And we, and we pull the trigger. And um, and then we go receiver, offensive tackle That's a good in point. the third I hope round. the best guy in the draft drops to 26. We draft him. <laughs> <laughs> a really great point i hope aiden hutchinson <laughs> traps top to 26 <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> <That's>, yeah <laughs> 
There you go, guys. That it's is the in-depth analysis that you needed today. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we are going to wrap it up with that. Um, Titans fans, don't don't freak out. Don't get too worried. John Robinson, he's GM. Mike Vrabel's our coach. Ryan Tannehill's our quarterback. We're good. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're great. We're, I we think, could be the Jags. It could yeah, be worse. Definitely could be worse. So just be happy with that. And uh, are we going to do our uh, our Tannehill deep dive podcast before the draft or after uh, the draft? I don't know. We'll we'll see how the how the schedule works out. But get, get ready for our in house draft expert JG on whenever we do our draft <laughs> podcast to absolutely blow you away with his draft knowledge. And me oh and Pettit are just going to be here for the ride because because yep. <laughs> draft season we <laughs> we rely on JG. Yeah. My draft guy is essentially looking up players' names and <laughs> typing in. So and so highlights. <laughs> JG's just, a big highlight. That is a lot more than me. I don't even watch. I don't even know how to evaluate film. So I just. You want to know who them. looks? Who has the best five plays? JG's your guy. <laughs> you want to hear which game was their best from last season? I got you. All right. Well, that is that's what we got. There's a little free agency, a little round two of free agency. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. I'm Robert. And we're the Primetime Titans, and we thank y'all.